ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think, hey, I want to start my own? Then you need Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, everyone's favorite word, free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. BBWs definitely deserved better. Onaya Underwood is a 25-year-old plus-size diner waiter, waitress, by night and a caretaker to her wheelchair-bound grandfather by day. Along with being an online college student, she never complains. It's the hand that she was dealt, so she simply she simply gets in where she fits in. That was until Neville Reaper Farrell crashes into her life, giving her a loud wake-up call. Neville Farrell is the product of a mothered father and a drug addict overdosed mother that led him to be an angry, uncontrollable ward of the state. He was written off as a lost cause until he was adopted. That's when his true life's purpose was revealed. Never knowing true love from the opposite sex, his interaction with the beautiful Onaya sparked something anew within him. Everyone isn't happy about their connection. Will it be their downfall or will we go stronger as one? Fallon Bluffeton is a 25-year-old plus-size dental assistant. She was left to fiend for herself after the death of her older brother. She has learned to depend on only herself. With Onaya as her best friend, she's content with the life that she has built for herself. Until she meets Kendrick Ken drinks Pharaoh and realized that something has been missing in her world. Kendrick's Pharaoh is a quiet man who's accustomed to the simple life, to the simple things in life, despite being adopted into money. After a heartbreak that he didn't think he would recover from, he opens his heart and gets more than he bargained for. As their lives begin to settle as one, a blast from his past reveals a secret that they may that may cause him to lose the best thing that has ever happened to him. When a BBW captures the heart of a real one, there's nothing else that matters. Leap into the tantalizing pages of this standalone novel to find out what goes down when the heart of a real one is captured by a BBW. My God, this synopsis. Synopsis synopsis look at me trying to throw shade and can't even talk it's so long and really could have been cut short because that's like really the book in the synopsis and that's all you need to know hello my beautiful people and welcome back to the bibliophile's bookcase i am your host erica the bibliophile and we are here to discuss a bbw captured the heart of a real one and i was severely disappointed in the grand scheme of things as a bbw book i was let down um let's get into it so we have onaya who is our main character of the story um she is obviously a bbw who is like dark skin 
the typical what you would assume to not be attractive and she's working at a diner at night she works the 11 to 7 shift and then as soon as she gets off she's going home to take care of her grandfather who is in a wheelchair and so one night while she's working a guy comes in and he's not typically attracted to bbws he is attracted to specifically light-skinned women who are skinny or slim thick with long hair and light eyes so different color eyes and i was like as soon as i read that i rolled my eyes so hard because i was like really this is like real specific um but of course when he sees her it's just like oh this is something i've never or someone i should say not something someone i have never been attracted to because you know those are the girls that he usually goes for and she is the complete opposite of that but she's beautiful to him he likes what he sees but um her boss comes from the back and says something slick out his mouth and she doesn't say anything and so he's even more like disgusted with himself for being attracted to her because he also doesn't like weak women so when she comes over to his table he says where your spine no where your backbone at or something like that and she's like what because i didn't go all ghetto on him all hood you assume that i don't have a backbone i'm like we just oh it's just stereotypes left and right right out the gate huh and i was like you to put somebody in their place is not being ghetto or being hood but she is known for just letting things go and not sticking up for herself so it's like yeah onaya where's your backbone at but because she got him together and i guess went all hood on him uh he's more like the attraction came back i'm just like what the hell is this but um anyway so she doesn't go anywhere she doesn't do anything and she has a best friend fallon who is also a bbw i told my friend like honestly my opinion of this book is it was given fat girls the movie with monique that's honestly what this book is and it's so annoying um in the grand scheme of i don't feel good about myself unless a man is attracted to me and then it seemed like as soon as she got a man in her life like things started to be better start she started to want more out of life and it's just like and anyway let's get to that so her and the guy his name is neville and neville um was adopted into this wealthy family and in the family they are assassins like the whole family they take jobs set up jobs whatever um so while he and onaya were getting to know each other it had only been like either a couple days or a couple weeks and so they had grown closer and then he had to go pick up a job but of course you can't tell nobody that you out here killing niggas um so he left his phone and like everything like that besides his work phone and he had to go to was it europe i believe it was europe and so 
she's sad and depressed. I'm like, how are you sad and depressed? Like walking around with her head hanging down and wondering who's loving you. Cause it's like, my girl, you don't even know him like that for you to be depressed and walking around, you not speaking and everybody just sees you and just like, oh, you poor thing. You don't know him like that for you to be feeling this way. And then one day she decides that she's just going to um, be better, like pick herself up. She's going to stand up. She's going to stand up. And whether he comes back or not, she's going to do her. So she's not going to depend on a man. It's just like, you should have been living that way anyway. And her grandfather, who she calls Pawpaw, he told her that anyway. It's just like, a man should make you happy. Like, you should make yourself happy. And if one just happens to come along, then yeah, you can enjoy him. And that was another thing. She she was real reliant on her grandfather, like, using him as an excuse for her not to do anything. And he had to tell her, like, okay, yeah, I'm in this wheelchair, but... I'm still alive, honey. Like, I'm still living. And so even the grandfather, like, starts to go out um, using what's that transportation bus that um, disabled people can use to get to places. He's like, look, if you ain't going to go out, I'm finna go out. Like, I can still use my body, honey. So you going to be sad by your damn self. But, um, oh, I forgot. Fallon is dating Navelle's brother Kendrick's is it Kendrick's it's K-E-N-D-R-I-N-C-H I always just want to say Grinch when I see it so I'm just gonna call him Ken um so her and Ken are dating you know their relationship is basically good throughout the whole book they just have one little mishap and it's easily resolved but um Onaya has a half-sister who has a terrible name. Um, But the sister's life goal is to ruin Onaya's life. Like, she comes everywhere Onaya is just to say some horrible, lame shit about her being fat and she'll want to kill herself and she doesn't deserve to be alive and she was trying to sink her teeth into um where did i call it Neville. i didn't want to say neville or Neville. let's go with Neville. i like Neville better um you know she wanted him but then when she realizes that he's going with her sister like she can't believe it like ugh. He would choose her over me. It's like, yeah, girl, just because you done got all this plat, And that was another thing. It's like, who you look like now ain't even your natural self. You had to pay for that. Like, of course, she's been naturally skinny. But it's like, girl, you paid to get your face done. You have this weave in your hair. You get wraps in your body, like, every other week. Like, you... There's an upkeep for you to look the way that you do. And she's just being her natural self. And she can't stand it. But their story as sisters is... um, Onaya, her mother, I think her name was Onisha. Onisha was sleeping, you know, with their father. 
um and she did not know that he was married so when she found out he was married she stopped messing with him it's like you know you're married i don't want nothing to do with you you know it's just gonna be about our daughter and he told her like you know i'm not giving you no money unless you sleep with me so she had to sleep with him to get money for their child and then when his wife found out about onisha she calls her one day and says you know you're nothing but a homewrecker he's married whoop-de-whoop whatever so she hops in the car and the half sister like jumped in the trunk so she could go along for the ride to see what had her mama so upset and see where she goes and she pulls up to onisha's house and onaya is standing right behind her and they're having this back and forth and the wife shoots onisha and kills her and then turns the gun on herself and shoots herself now they were both real young at the time so neither one of the girls knew for sure like everything that was going on but they literally watched both of their mothers die in front of them and instead of the father taking onaya in he shuns her and wants to have nothing to do with her and like shames her mama saying it's her fault that his wife is dead and he put all of that into the half sister's head so of course that's another reason why she can't stand on naya because it's like you are the reason that my mother is dead and it's like no honey your mother is the reason your mother is dead because even after she killed even after she shot that lady even if she didn't kill herself your mama would have been in jail it's like she could have easily divorced that man and went on with her life or she could have stayed and stuck it out but calling that woman and showing up to her house and shooting her and then shooting herself none of that is your half sister's fault and then i don't understand why you're not upset at your father either because this man has a lot of money but as long as he spoils her she basically just gets to do whatever she wants um and I also want to add, while she was going, Onaya, while she was going through her little depression about Navelle leaving and not saying anything to her, she starts to, quote unquote, lose weight. And I said, see, I hate this. Like, why can't a BBW just not be a BBW? Because um, it's like, and as soon as she started losing the weight, everybody started paying attention to her oh she's so sexy she's so fine and she's loving all the attention but it's like so i feel like you're just reinforcing the fact that beautiful women cannot be big i mean big women cannot be beautiful just being themselves and um so then when he finally comes back it's to her and fallon being at the club and they get a phone call from somebody like you know your girl up here wilding she at this club or whatever and when he gets there he sees her dancing on a guy so of course he got to act a fool because he's like um don't try to act like you single because you're not and she's like i ain't heard from you in three weeks i ain't heard from you in a month and then i barely started dating you so really i kind of am single because you was nowhere to be found he's like man stop playing with me you ain't single so the girls leave from the club or the bar and go to fallon's house. oh 
uh, I forgot. Fallon has an ex-boyfriend who popped up to her place while uh, Ken was there. And, you know, he told her to come to the door because he hadn't answered her door. And she's like, you know, what are you doing here? I told you it was over with. And um, my man don't appreciate you popping up. And he like, yo, man, bitch, y'all. And as soon as he said, bitch, Ken knocked him out. And told her, you know, I'm moving you out of here because I don't like the fact you know where you stay. Excuse me. He tried to do something to you, so we not having that. So it's just like, damn. Okay. So she moved into, like, this beautiful condo-gated community. And that's where they go. And so, but of course, like, Ken has, like, the code to get in the gate. And he has a key to the house. So it's like, it's nothing for us to follow, y'all. Even though he does knock on the door. He doesn't just walk in. He, uh... (laughs) was that Neville was like I know you got a key and Ken was like of course but I want her to feel like she has her privacy for now anyway um so he follows her there and Onaya like she really giving him a hard time like I'm not just gonna jump back into this shit with you because I literally have not heard from you but I'm also like girl kind of why do you care because with your newfound quote-unquote beauty and people you know wanting your attention you could have been found somebody else and said you know nigga you snooze you lose i ain't know if you was dead or anything ain't heard from you i called you nothing ain't heard nothing so i am single but of course they make up and you know it's just a misunderstanding and it's been like three months or something like that and I think, like, they still hadn't had sex. It's just, like, they really giving the relationship time to, what am I trying to say? You know, like, get into it, get to know each other and all that type of stuff. And then he introduces her to his family, as well as Ken does. And then they have another brother who has the half-sister come over as well. And while she being nosy, she hears the brothers talking because they done went outside to smoke. And he like, man, you know, she not pulling the wool over my eyes. I know that bitch shysty. Um, While she was drunk, she was running her mouth saying she had plans to do this, this and that. So it's just like, you know, I'm just keeping the bitch closed. But she ain't fooling me because never like, uh, get this bitch up out of here. Why is she at our parents' house? You know, all this type of shit. And so when she hears that, she leaves and she goes on the run. And she finds out that the family, like their hitmen, so she puts out a hit on Onaya. And when um, Navelle and Ken find out, of course, they keep both of the ladies close. Like they watching them 24-7. Um and the half sister had been doing a whole bunch of other shit. Like, she fucked up the car that she was driving, but Neville just bought her a new car. Um, and come to find out, she was the one that actually hit her grandfather and tried to kill him, you know, to take him away from Onaya so she wouldn't have anybody. And um, it's just like anything bad that had happened in Onaya's life, basically the half sister was behind it. And she just was not going to stop. Um, 
and then she like so she got the head put out on her and then she uh she runs away like she's hiding in mexico because she doesn't want to be like found out or be the culprit and she's not gonna basically come back until the job is over um and then her dad calls her like girl what the fuck did you do didn't i tell you to stay away from that fam because she had went to new york i forgot about that she went to new york to visit her dad because they don't stay in the same state um and tell him you know basically i had this guy first but of course onaya being her typical self she had to take him away from me and so the dad is like what's the guy's name and as soon as she says the name he choke on his liquor and say don't even worry about it find you somebody else leave that family alone let bygones be bygones like do not mess with that family let it go so she says sure but of course she doesn't and then she does this so um when they wouldn't take the hit of course the contract goes to somebody else who's willing to take it and they found out who that guy was and they killed him but you know they couldn't rest for a minute because it's like just because they got rid of that person doesn't mean somebody's not going to pick it up until she is killed. And so that's when the family like set both of them down. Um, Fallon and Onaya to tell them like, you know, this is our family. This is what we do. And Onaya was like, well, if you're telling us that, that means one of us is in danger. So which one of us is it? And that's when they told her it was her. Um, and she knew exactly who it was. She was like, it can only be either her sister, the manager, which I don't understand. Even though her and her manager had like a little back and forth, there's no reason for him to put a hit out on her. Her manager um, or her father. And it's just like, you don't communicate with that man. He shouldn't have no reason to want you dead after all this time because it's been years at this point. And so... Oh, yeah, she got fired from the diner because the manager wanted her, but, of course, she didn't want him. It's just like, even without me having my fly-ass boyfriend, it was never going to be you. So, I don't know why you're so upset with me and why you trying to play me. But he fired her, and um, he actually, like, choked her out because they was going back and forth in the office because he was lying, talking about she was stealing and all that type of shit when she's basically the best employee there. Um, but my thing is my problem with this book is the writing like how it's written and editors like black authors we need editors please get editors because the way things are written like what's supposed to be a quote and then you just have dashes here to say like something else is going on in the scene it's like because that's what commas are for. And, you know, you could start a completely different sentence here. And it just went too fast. And like I said, I hate the way the BBWs are portrayed. Specifically, Onaya. Because it's just like, she started losing more weight. So it's like, so is she no longer a BBW? Like, what is this? Because there is classifications of a BBW. And I just want to be clear. And I felt like she the author took her down to the what's acceptable quote-unquote bbws you know like the what are they called the pear shapes like they got the big boobs but still like kind of 
not a flat stomach, but you know, like a flat stomach compared to BBWs with the butt and the hips and the thighs. So it's just like it's I don't know. It's just weird. It's like I guess she turned her into that instead of like an apple shaped woman who is still beautiful and who can still pull any man that she wants. Like I don't know. I just feel like she just fell right into the trope of you can only be beautiful if you look like this. And it did upset me. But um the way the story ends Ken's ex-girlfriend shows up one day to tell him that he has a six-year-old son. And at first he doesn't believe her, but of course, um, here's, they get the DNA test and the child's mother is dying. So that's why she finally told him, it's like, you know, I need him to stay with you now. I'm going into hospice and that's where I'm going to spend the rest of my days. So... And it wasn't even really a conflict in their relationship because there's nothing to be upset about. If this child happened six years before you, Fallon, there's no way you could be upset about it. And she wasn't upset upset at all. Um, She really just fell right in line and was like, okay, so you got a son and I'm a stepmama now, like, and this is our life. And Kim proposed, of course she said yes, and Onaya found out she was pregnant and then uh, Navelle proposed to her. So, you know, they're all living happily ever after, married with the children. And real quick, I want to add, because I saw, um, I was on Twitter. I think they call it uh, book, book Twitter, but they book TWT is that like the hashtag. Anyway, um, they said an epilogue is so important to a story. I'm like, is it? Because most romance novels, it's like the whole book is leading up to them finally getting together. Then the last chapter is they finally are together. And then the epilogue is, oh, we're married with babies. That's all the epilogue is. And you can add that into the story. So the epilogue isn't really important. But yeah, that's all I got for this episode. It's really not a lot because the story it was over with like very quickly and um oh the sister showed up because onaya had like a skincare line that she was launching and the half sister showed up there with a gun basically trying to have a repeat of history and but they already knew that though like the father had finally reached out to onaya and told her you know this is what your sister is doing and this is where she'll be so she was never going to have a chance to uh shoot onaya like she pulled the trigger and there were no uh bullets in her gun and she was arrested for all the other shit that she had previously done and that was the end of that so yeah it was kind of like a major letdown because it's I want better representation for the BBWs. And I'm going to fall back in line with the authors that I love to read. Because I want to say, what, these last three episodes? I haven't liked. Well, I shouldn't say I didn't like. But I was kind of disappointed with the stories that I've read. And I hope nobody feels disrespected and can just take the constructive criticism I hope that I'm giving. Because 
like I said, I don't mean any disrespect, but these stories could be better. And also, because um, who was, it was Bianca. I want to give respect to Bianca because she said something about people just giving books one stars and say that they hated it and then not adding what they feel like could be better so the author can take that and work on it. So I hope when I say I don't like something and I explain why I don't like it, it's clear and not me just shitting on the book for the whole episode. So it's like the story wasn't completely um like not entertaining because there were a few parts that I laughed, but then there were also like there was one transphobic part in the book that could have been completely not put in there. But you know, some people they're not gonna feel the way you feel and they just don't care about your feelings and how you feel about subjects. But yeah, that transphobic moment I was not here for, even if they was shitting on a half sister, you could have said something else, but um yeah that's all i got uh if you guys want to check it out it's called a bb okay another thing i guess i am just shitting all over because at the ending because another author that i love does this same thing you know how they have to include the title of the book in the book somehow and it was like the last few pages where it says um let me see if i can find it or if i return the book back already because if you don't know i think i say it all the time i get my books from amazon kindle and you know the kindle unlimited series but anyway where is it um so it just says this bbw captured the heart of a real one and then like uh this heart has been captured by a real bbw and it's just like so you really just said it again and said it again and even in the synopsis it's like they flip chat anyway go check out the book give her a chance read some of her other stories that might be better than this one um and support black authors that has always been my main goal since i started my podcast support black authors give them a chance because someone might love this story and say girl you tripping you don't know what the hell you talking about give black authors a chance and read and give them good reviews or bad just read and support them peace and blessings my beautiful people